Welcome back to the Run Strong Podcast, episode 63. Rob Jones, namaste to you in the yoga studio. Yeah, it's the only place I could find that didn't have people in there so I could get a nice quiet room to talk to you. Good, good. And I'm down there. I've actually moved, had to move room to stop this dog barking. It's not working. He's crawling all over me still. Yeah, the dog is now a feature of the podcast. Seems to be. What can we do about it? Seems to be. How's your week been, we might mate? Help. We might be able to get... Uh, we might be able to uh, get some dog sponsorship going. Imagine. Yeah, imagine. How's your week been? How has my week been? It's been really good. How good was this weekend in terms of racing? The race results Unreal. that we had from this weekend. Actually, just everything that went on this weekend. Yeah, it was very cool to me? see. Yes, it was just like... Huge list of yeah, names. Yeah, we had, well, we had our first ultra. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And we had our first ultra camp of the season as well. So we were out in Al-Qudra Desert. The guys are running 20K on the Thursday night. And then they got up and it was an incredible sandstorm for the Friday. It was so cool. Um, and they got 30, it was worked out 35 kilometers on the Friday that they managed to run. Wow. And I heard it got down to about six degrees and apparently it was full, full cold out there. Like an actual reason to take your winter kit. <laughs> the, uh, we, what else? There was about 30 people on the results. I've of this relocated. Sports. Oh, you're now out in the sunshine. Good job we're not a video podcast. No, I'm relocating again. So we had about 30 people okay, competing at Super Sports as well, which is really good. And uh, yeah, the results sheet, I looked at it for the mailer this week and it's like, yes, 2021 has begun. It's, uh, it's very, very cool to see. How did you, which route did you do, mate, out on the ultra camp? Was it the, you did the Al-Qudra camp, didn't you? Yes. So they, we sent them off from Zads and this camp was different because what we decided to do was to let them run it without any kit. So everything they wanted, they had to carry apart from hot water. We gave them hot water. So everything they needed was on their backs. It was very, if you like, MDS-esque, full training mode. Wow, I was was very jealous of everyone running off this weekend. I rested for a week, my Achilles, (laughs) pain-free, went for a run on Saturday morning, five minutes, the easiest run you've ever done, and it came back, but felt worse than when I actually did it first time a few weeks ago, so. I'm back to the drawing board with, with that. I couldn't believe it. One week pain-free and still pain when running. Not good. Nightmare. Nightmare. More, more sleep what you, what, what are you going to do with it then? What's your plan? More sleep. Keep resting. Keep resting it. Yeah, that's going to be the key, mm. I think. Keep resting it. And actually, icing it really helps. It's, once I ice it, it's pain-free for like two hours afterwards. So that's quite good. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep doing that. And then, yeah, I'm in no rush to run. At the moment, anyway. Staying calm. That's the, when is your yeah. next event where you require running? Well, meant to be Wadi B, but I'll have to see if that goes ahead or not. For me, if I do, uh, if I do it or not. Because what is it? It's, an, well, it's under a month now, isn't it? Three weeks until... It is, yeah. The fifth infamous Wadi B. Feb. Yeah. And so we'll if 
Now, here's a question. If you feel recovered, but you haven't had enough training in terms of running, will you run the race anyway? No. No. No point. No point. I'll just come and support. Have fun. Sensible. Let a dog loose yeah. on the course. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs yeah. would probably be faster than a few of the athletes running. Through. Potentially, yeah. That'd be quite funny. So, mate, this is your guest this week. Tell us. What, are we, what was that? Sorry? You cut out again. I'm going to move closer to the internet router. You're having a disaster on internet this week. I wanted you to introduce disaster. our guest for us. Uh, ah, cool. Right. So our, in, our guest this week is one of mine. I arranged this one. Um, we have with us Sophie Grace Holmes. So a little bit about Sophie. She, well, I, I'll let her introduce herself properly, but she's a fitness coach in the UK. She does some public speaking. She is an Instagram influencer. And she is an ultra endurance athlete, nutrition coach, businesswoman, um, and she has a genetic um, condition called cystic fibrosis that she was diagnosed with at a very, very young age. And she was told she might not make it into her teenage years. Um, it's obviously very, very scary. So she's going to talk to us about running, biking, swimming, strength, fitness, nutrition, uh, mindset, bit of everything. Amazing. So here she is, guys, Sophie Grace Holmes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Sophie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I think I followed you both for such a long time as well. So this is quite a civil moment for me. You're like many celebs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but so, yeah, thank you for having me. Ah, pleasure. You're over in the UK. I am, yeah. It's how a are things? Place to be. Yeah, how are things? Actually, let's go back. Uh, let's go back. 12 months how have things been for you in this last year 2020 do you know what it's a really hard one because for me it's actually business-wise been the, one of the best years for many reasons um obviously when we went first into lockdown last march given that i've got cystic fibrosis i actually had to stay in my house for 14 weeks straight wow so that was obviously a challenge but being like a person that's always active training for lots and things I obviously then had to stay in my house, but it gave me the opportunity to kind of transform my entire life in terms of the way I actually wanted it to be my business um, and actually start a new business and then find the right kind of like balance in my own life, which is something I'd been wanting to do for ages, but this kind of made it happen because I obviously had to shut a one-to-one -one business that I'd had for 10 years. Then I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I can't just sit down for 14 weeks and do nothing. No. So then obviously transformed my business online and then obviously came up with uh, my fitness app and then started working with different brands and stuff. So actually for me, given the situation, despite obviously the chaos, is actually probably been a very good year for that. And also about three months ago, I was given a new medication for my cystic fibrosis, which has basically transformed my entire life as I've known it, because I don't think I ever realized the struggle I had before. Whereas now my body functions like a normal human being. I can actually breathe, um, which is mental. Um, and actually be able to kind of push for potential, which is amazing. That is so cool to hear. Tell us a bit about cystic fibrosis. What, you know, what is it? And, and give us a bit of a, a lowdown of what you're actually dealing with day to day. Yeah, of course. So cystic fibrosis is an inherited disease. 
So you're both your mum and dad have to have the faulty gene. You're obviously born with it. Um, I was diagnosed at four months old, but given that I was also 10 weeks early, I was either eager for life, but obviously my parents didn't know because my two sisters were also early. So I got sent home, but failing to thrive. I think I was like three pounds at like four months old, which is nothing. And obviously kept stop breathing and things. And my parents were so determined to find out what's going on because obviously they knew that I was sick. And then by chance, a nurse actually diagnosed me because with CF, your skin is slightly salty. So like when you've been training, your skin goes salty. My skin is naturally like that because of CF. Because to do with salt transfer that obviously doesn't work very well in CF. So basically she had a daughter with CF and she was like, she's got CF kind of thing. So she basically saved my life. But obviously the outcome of that was they, that my parents felt like they were bringing up a baby to die because I was actually only given 16 years to live. So, which is mental really, because obviously even me looking back and I growing up with CF didn't really believe that I had it because of my mindset naturally. And I was so determined to live and do everything I wanted. And obviously through school, be the best in PE and all of that. And I had obviously quite a competitive career either on track and stuff and I literally was like I'm fine I don't know what these doctors are talking about although I was on 80 tablets a day and I had hospital visits and all these different things I was like but I'm actually got more energy I'm fitter than my friends I just don't understand what's going on but then I guess the naivety I don't know if you guys agree but sometimes is one of the most powerful things you can have because obviously I didn't realize the severity of the situation I found myself in until I was 19 years old when I did actually get really sick, lost 50% lung function. And consequently on that, I was given two years to live. So I, even then though, the naivety, I was like, yeah, that's a really like, cool story, but I actually didn't have time to die. I've got time, I want to do all this stuff. Um, and so I don't really believe what you're saying to me because you're not giving me a reason. I'm, very, I'm the kind of person, I'm like, okay, you tell me something, but give me a reason for it. Okay. I want to know the why. And obviously at the time, they didn't know why I'd suddenly got sick. They were like, well, you were fine like three months ago and now you're not. So there, there we are. Um, and actually that's when I then started all the endurance-based training because I used to be a track athlete on 400 meters. And then I was like, but what more can my body do? Like, you know what it's like, you finish a race and then you're like, okay, well, this is, this is the outcome I finished, but what else can I do? How much harder can I train? Like, what more can my body endure? So that's when I went to climb Kilimanjaro because they told me that I'd never be able to do it. Uh, and it's a running theme in my life. If you tell me I can't do something, I'll go and show you I can. And so obviously I did that. I did 10 burpees at the top because why not? When else am I going to do that? Uh, you know, 6,000 meters high. You know, you've got to take these opportunities. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of sat there. I remember it so well. Like it was about five or six years ago now on the edge of that mountain being like, so basically I got told that I shouldn't be able to do this, but here I am. And I didn't really struggle despite obviously having a low lung capacity at the time. So I was like, what more can my body do? And I think obviously like, you know, but the more that you kind of achieve, the more you realize actually you can do by far more than you could ever imagine. And it's the, you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and think, knowing that that's kind of like the norm when you're trying to push yourself beyond. And then obviously from there, I was like, well, I'm just gonna take every opportunity that comes my way because why not? Like if what the doctors are saying is true, um, I wanna live and I wanna have like more, like memories and more hours in my life that I can actually look back and be like, wow, I've done all this stuff. Versus obviously what most people say is, um, you know, you only live once, but you actually live every day, you only die once. So that's kind of my philosophy of like, go for it, you've got to live. And so obviously since then I've done like a bizarre array 
of situation of things like I got offered a 100k ultra marathon but I again my naivety just turned up on the day and raced it didn't train for it which again I don't really recommend yeah. but I made it I got through it was hell because it was Sunday night the whole way which as you guys can imagine is not the most desired conditions nope but actually like that race taught me so much and actually it was Tom Otten that got me through that race oh wow yeah, I remember because he was like, I've met him a few times and I've been in Dubai before. And I messaged him being like, oh, by the way, I'm doing this thing. And he was like, right, I'm going I'm to get you through it. Because obviously I think he'd probably realised that I was so underprepared. <laughs> he knows about being unprepared, mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know he literally messaged me through the whole race and was like, okay, you alive? How you doing? One foot in front of the other, just keep going. And it was actually one of those moments. I was like, well, actually, if I can do this untrained, what more can I do? if I actually put myself out there and train and it's amazing really, isn't it? How like your mindset can be the make or break of these situations because I never want to come away from a race or doing something saying that I didn't finish. And the only reason I wouldn't have finished either if I died or literally couldn't walk. That's my kind of like thought process because about two years ago, it must be two years ago in June, I went over to the Bahamas as you do to race on a paddleboard um, back to Florida so the race obviously was made 80 miles. It was through the night and it was for, it was for a CF charity in America. So I was like, of course I'm going to go. And I literally remember standing on the paddleboard in Bahamas being like, oh my God, I've just realized I've never paddled the ocean before, only in the lake, which again is a very different situation. Yeah. Um, but I actually came third, which was phenomenal. Wow. Effort. Um, but it's all these different things. Like I feel like they build you up and they build you towards like what's meant to be and like what's coming for you. And I think without having CF, I never would be having this like mental, amazing, crazy life or this unique mindset of having the basic, the courage to kind of live life on my own terms and do what I want to do. Yeah, that that's true. So you've gone through a lot, well, a hell of a lot more than most people have by um, by even the age of well. 19 you got told you wouldn't live for two years and then you accomplished all those things in the space of what well it's 10 years later now yeah so that's a really short time frame to accomplish all that so when you're told you can't leave your home for 14 weeks walk in the park right you just yeah I mean no worries it was bizarre luckily I live in a ground floor flat on the beach so I mean I wasn't that hard done by I could sit outside the front of my house um because I figured that was still in my house in the sunshine we'll go with that (laughs) (laughs) so I was very lucky in terms of like what it could have been but it was a very bizarre year because I remember waking up the next day being like well I've just shut a business I don't know what's happening next I don't and I've now got to create a routine for myself okay tell me more about that then how did you sit down and work that out was there a few days where you had a bit of a wobble or was there were you straight into it I know what to do I'm straight in there was no no hesitation (laughs) So basically in my head, I was like, right, I've got to get up and I've got to get up at the same time every day. I've got to go to bed at the same time every day, which I do like anyway. So I was like, right, I've got to keep that in. Um, and then every single day I'd get up, I'd write the list for the day in terms of what I needed to get done for, for work or personal or training. So I did have some kit here and I've got a turbo. So it wasn't the end of the world. Um, so I was like, right, these are the things I'm going to do. And then I'm going to sit down in my diary and like plan when they're going to be done. But obviously for me, like I'm so used to being so busy. I was like, but I've got to also accept that it's okay to kind of have some downtime to actually have some time for myself, which I never had in the past. Um, And obviously figure out like, what is it that I want? Like 
so I've shut a business and actually I wanted to shut that business for a while so that's great I mean it was a bit sudden but it you know it's one of those things so I was like right what am I going to do so then I basically planned out all my goals um I've got a vision board you can see behind me I was going to say I see um (laughs) and yeah so I basically planned out everything I wanted to do and I was like well how am I like how then do I make that happen and basically that's kind of where it went Brilliant. So yeah, I mean, you're not standing around thinking what if you're making things happen. Tell us in that 14 weeks, did you adapt any goals? Did you have to change all of your goals that you had planned? Um, to be fair, some of them happened by far faster than I anticipated. Um, so within a month or maybe eight weeks, I'd already got my app up and going, which was quite fast, which was really good. Um, I'd already kind of actually had opportunities come my way that I'd wanted for ages, but actually I think the lockdown facilitated that because I think there was a lot of brands were like, well, let's go for it now. Let's do this other this stuff where everybody has been forced to go online and kind of like pay more attention to online. It was kind of like the moment of well, everyone's going to be on Instagram. Everyone's going to be doing this. So like if there's people they wanted to work with, they were like, oh, let's go and do that. So I kind of then picked up some more work with different brands. And then I was like, well, actually this gives me prime opportunity to kind of actually look after my health as well. Cause you know what it's like when you're really busy, sometimes you can let things slip. So obviously I did all of that. And then I was like, okay, well this year, obviously in terms of racing, my Ironman will be off. So I then did that in my house because I could do that as you do. Swim and the then, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? I actually live on the sea, so it's not too bad. Uh-huh. I never escaped out. Um, but that was a very long day as you can appreciate yeah. doing that seven hours on a turbo and then 842 laps of my front lawn it was a, a long day a long marathon tell you that, that is. <laughs> but in my head I was like well if I do that I can raise some money for charity and in some ways then my training hasn't kind of not been wasted but it will give me the motivation to continue because I've now set this goal to do it on my own in my house so then in my head I was like okay well next year what is it that I want to do for racing let's hope that they're coming back so then I started planning world records and all kinds of things. Tell us about those. Well they're not all confirmed yet but they basically are a series of many marathons or um, basically they're going to be based around a one month long challenge um, I'm just waiting to hear back from all so I can't really confirm all of them just yet uh. but in my head, I was like, do you know what? Like, I've always wanted to kind of like say that I've done one or got one or do something. So I was like, right, this is my chance because I've got the time to dedicate to kind of, you know, creating this life or creating these things that I've always wanted to do. Whereas before I didn't really have the time. I think that's such a good message, especially for, for people in the UK, our UK listeners or anywhere that have been sort of put back into a forced uh, lockdown is like there's so much you can do and take those negatives and be able to turn them into yeah. into positives really interested though is how you didn't even uh sort of think about it you just did it is that because of situations in the past that you've got to where you've like thought a little bit more and caught yourself thinking too much and not acting and you've learned from those or have you always been in the mindset of no i'm just going to go and do it do you know what i think i've always just been a very much go get it mindset obviously in the past we've had there's been obviously times where you've hesitated and things and it's within those hesitations where I've either made the wrong decision or actually I haven't been brave enough to take a chance so in my head I'm like well I it's like the weighing up it's like well if I do it 
what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to succeed or I'll fail. And if I fail, then I learn from it. So I succeed really in the same breath. So in reality, if yeah. I just go for it and it works out, then that's great. And then I can progress from there. But if I do it and it doesn't work out either, I learn or it, there's something better for me out there or something bigger or something that's more suitable. And actually that's just not meant to be. I'm very much of that mindset. Okay. Which of your challenges have you learned the most from? Oh, this is a hard one. I'm going to say maybe the paddleboarding race because firstly it was through the night and you know how hard it is to train or like race through the night. Secondly, like by the time we'd left the Bahamas for a few miles, you literally couldn't see any land. All you could see was your support boat and the, like the couple of paddlers that were on your support boat. So it was very much like it was pitch black, you versus you. We had thunder and lightning in the ocean, which was interesting. Seeing yeah, not where you want to be with that. <laughs> the weather seems to follow me. Um, and actually in my head, I remember because the captain was like, oh, guys, well done. You're three, hour, you're three miles in. And I was like, oh, my God, we've only been going an hour. Because I'm only traveling at three miles an hour, which basically means I've still got like well over 77 miles to go. This is crazy and I remember thinking I am so tired like more because I should be asleep and I think it was one of those moments it was like well what do you do like do you push and just get into it and just zone out and just get focus on the sunrise which would have been happening maybe like three or four hours later because obviously it always gives you a bit of a boost doesn't it like getting the light or do I just give in like I can't I can't face going back home saying that I gave up after three miles so it was very much a moment for me where I was like, well, I'm going to do this. It is possible. It's a race that's been done. Um, just get to the sunrise. And I think when the sunrise came up, we were in the ocean and you couldn't see land. So all you could see was the horizon and the sunrise. And it was phenomenal. And I think for me, it was a moment that I was like, firstly, I'm never going to forget. Then I was like, well, how many people would have this experience? Not that many. Um, I am so lucky to be healthy enough to be here right now, doing this race, raising money for a CF charity. So reality being there's a hundred and thousand people out there that probably would have loved to do that, or perhaps you can't even get out of bed because they can't walk because they're so ill. So it kind of made me realize, you know what, I can do more than perhaps I think, or I'd anticipated that I could do. And I was going to finish. Although when I got to the finish line, I definitely did fall backwards off my paddleboard because I was so tired. As you do. My, my next question was, did you sit down once during it? Do you sit down to eat and things or do you have to stand yeah. up? Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, well, this is the thing. So obviously the waters are like infested with sharks, aren't they? So in the Bahamas. <laughs> so, I remember getting on and like one of the guys in the boat, he was like, oh, don't worry. So the sharks are really friendly around here. I was like, okay, the sharks are friendly. It's fine then. And then when we got off to the other side, there was a guy and he was like all bandaged up. And we're like, mate, what happened to you? He was like, oh, a shark bit me. Like, no way. So yeah, he was like a prone paddler though. So he had his hands in the water. So I guess. Wow. Kind of his own fault, really. You know, teasing me. I've right. got a question on mindset. Can you hear me now? Mate, yeah. is my internet yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're back. Finally, you know you I'm said, back. <laughs> you said whatever minutes. we ask you that you can't do, you'll go and fix it. Well, I bet you can't fix Rob Jones' internet. I'll do my best. I'll be out there. <laughs> it's the gym internet. Now, this may have already been covered because I may not have been in the call when it happened. But um, like my, my cousin has CF as well. And I remember as a kid playing around with him and you wouldn't his his main mission at the beginning was to make nothing 
he didn't want to feel any different. He wanted to do everything that we could do and then better. Um, and then as he's grown up, he obviously, he finds a lot more mental challenges with, with cystic fibrosis and then, you know, dealing with maybe things that he has to do differently or maybe things he wants to do but can't do. Um, and so he does a lot of mental training. Is, is there anything that you do on a daily basis to help with the mindset of having a, a condition or? Yeah, I think for me, the first step was the acceptance of knowing that I had this condition because you know, there's no point fighting it. There is no cure for it. It's going to be here. It's going to be like the devil on your shoulder for the rest of your life. And it's your perception of what you do with that. For me, it obviously drives me. And I know for some people it does, they do really struggle with, you know, people turning around like on like social media the other day, I had somebody turn around and say to me, like, but how do you feel like knowing that you're definitely not going to live very long or you're definitely not going to live as long as anyone else. And I've never really truly thought about that. Like, honestly, it's never crossed my mind, despite obviously a lot of things that have been said to me. And for me, it's like, well, actually, nobody knows how long they're going to be here. It just so happens that there's maybe a less chance. But then having said that, I, well, I am a firm believer of working on your mindset every single day. And force, almost forcing yourself to do the things that you don't want to do to build your mental toughness every day. Like, for example, it could be, forcing yourself to do a training session because you're not feeling so motivated or forcing yourself to do that paperwork you've been putting off. But it's about the building blocks. Like the way I see your mindset is very similar to the way I see fitness. It's building layers every day. So, or cashing money into a bank, even if you were to cash 1% of money or fitness or whatever into a bank every day, a year later, you'd be 365% better off. So even if you did 1% per day working on your mindset or your fitness or whatever you're working on, you know that in one year's time, you are going to be by far better off. It's not about adding in loads every day and like giving 100%. It's about doing things consistently every single day to work towards the things that you're wanting to do. If you're wanting to be a stronger mindset, do the things that are hard because at the end of the day, if you do what's hard, life does become easier versus if you do what's easy life remains hard so you know I've been very lucky where my life has been hard because of different reasons but I'm grateful for that because it's given me what I've got now but mm. I still have to work and do things like prime example I think a lot of people because we love fitness and we do a lot of training assume that we always want to do a lot of fitness and we always want to do a lot of training <laughs> that's not always the case is it yesterday morning I, I got up it was minus three I had a two-hour run I looked outside, I was like, oh, I'd rather stand with a blanket. But that is not obviously how it works. And so I sat there and I was like, right, well, I'm just going to go and do it because at the end of the day, you've got to do it. And I think that's kind of the difference of, you know, when you built your mindset, you've built discipline. And then you just get out there and get stuff done. And I think especially with CF, it's hard. Like, I'm not sure whether he's got the new medication yet or where he lives. So I don't know whether they've got it. Uh, it's Ben. Ben Mudge? He's in oh yeah, yeah. So he, oh no, I've spoken. Yeah, I know Ben quite well. Um, so no, I've spoken to Ben about the new medication actually. But um, yeah, I think you know there's a lot of hope out there now with CF. And actually, with Ben, I remember speaking to him about it. And he was like, "But I'm not sure. Obviously, does that mean my mindset or like all the work I've done for the last thirty or so years is going to go to the side?" I was like, "No, Ben, because actually, you still have to work with this medication. It doesn't just like magically make you better. Like, yes." It, you for the first time in your life you're going to be able to laugh without coughing and you're going to be able to breathe a lot deeper and you're going to be able to train a lot harder but 
and you're going to be able to grow muscle a lot better. Mm-hmm. They're the benefits. Yes, you're going to live longer and you're going to probably get more lung capacity. Mine's gone up by like 40% on this drug. Um, Rob, isn't this your cousin who's already jacked? Yeah, I know. That's why I sent it to him. <laughs> he doesn't need any more muscle, I don't think. <laughs> no, I love Ben. He's great. He did the paddle with me, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, I think it's just like one of those things. Like, I'm a fan believer, like, working on these things every day. So, so with that, is there, is there anything that you have in your life that's non-negotiable that you set in stone habit-wise for, for mindset? Um, yeah, so basically every day that I'll always get up and do the hardest thing first. Because I think if you get that done, it's like a sense of like satisfaction. It's like a big tick off the list. Um, because it's a lot of the time, it's those things that you put off. And then you get at the end of the day, like, oh, I'll just wait till like, tomorrow. And then that's not really the way it kind of works. Um, but also like just facing things or tackling things head on, because I feel like being human beings, we blow things out of proportion quite a lot. So, you know, actually the things that we are struggling with or the things that we want to do sometimes can actually be not as bad as our minds are making up. And I know that's happened to me so many times where I've been like, oh, no, I don't want to have this conversation or like whatever. And then you have it and you're like, oh, actually, that's fine. So I think it's like doing that, trusting yourself a bit more and just kind of knowing exactly what you're wanting, especially with social media, because I think a lot of the time, like, it's very easy to be influenced and kind of like either like maybe not think that you are as good as you are or like maybe you've seen someone go and achieve something and you're like, oh, I can never do that. But in actual fact, you could. Mm-hmm. when did you start to uh get a real influence on people on social media when did you realize you could make it into something you do every day i think i think i started about four years ago because i think when i started obviously doing all these different races i'm realizing that i could achieve more than i'd really kind of like thought about because i just did them because i was like oh cool it looks fun i can't just go and do that and then it dawned on me that I can do them. And if I actually tried a bit harder, I could do quite well at them. And then I thought, oh, what happens if like, there's people out there that were like me that like, didn't realise that they could actually do the things that they wanted to do, but actually do them quite well, or like they were never brave enough to go and do them, or their CF held them back and they wanted some help with fitness or whatever, because there's still no research out there really about CF and fitness, which is crazy. So I was like, right, well, how about like I could be that person to kind of help and share what I'm doing, share my story, share advice. And it kind of then just went on from there. And obviously it starts building up and things. And actually the nicest thing about it is the amount of people that you either have helped or like even some people have been like, oh, like if you hand written for you or like what you've said or like given me the knowledge or the determination to do, I probably would have died. That's so, so powerful, isn't it? So yeah, like I think it's like, I'm a firm believer, like if you can help do. Mm. I must motivate you as well, day in, day day out. Well, yeah, definitely. And I'm very grateful and very lucky that I naturally have, obviously I've worked on it, but naturally have a mindset that even if something was to happen, I'd be like, okay, well, can I control or can I change the outcome? Yes or no. If I can, then I'll do it. If not, then I'll let it go and just get on with it. Whereas some people obviously sit in in that space and just can't get themselves out of it. Have you, have you always been, because obviously on social media, you're quite open, you're very honest and you put out a lot of content. Have you always been so open, you know, throughout school and whenever you were growing up or is it something you just discovered four years ago that you needed to do to help people? 
I think obviously more focused of more few, like the last few years, mm-hmm. but through school, like this is another thing with people with CF find that they don't always want to share CF because it's not the most glamorous of diseases. The build up movies in your body is not fun as you can imagine. But at the same time, I was always open and honest because I think it's part of the internal acceptance of what the situation you find yourself in is. And actually the more accepting you are, the more people that will probably want to help you or just support what you're doing. And, you know, you want to be real, especially online because it's full of a lot of people that aren't. And also given the situation that I find myself in with CF and stuff, if I wasn't real about the ups and the downs and sharing it all and things like that, people would then not be able to either relate or they would be like, well, she obviously doesn't really suffer. Or what I've had in the past is like, um, well, you, how did you manage to do that? Are you sure you've got CF? And it's like, yes, I obviously do. Um, but obviously my fitness has been built up by a lot, like many years, as is my mind. I remember like two years ago, I rode the length of Bristol on my bike. And... I remember I'd, well, I didn't really have that much experience on my back at the time. I'd literally done like a hundred miles um, in one day and that was on my longest ride. And every ride I think was about 115 miles per day for like nine days in a row. Um, and I remember waiting on that start line and I was like, this is like quite a similar situation where people kind of just don't really know whether they can either take it or leave it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to be as real as I can on this ride because I've never done some, a nine day endurance challenge before. I've never ridden my bike this far and it's going to hurt. And I want people to know that I, it's not like it's not easy. Because I think if you just make things look easy all the time, people then think, oh, well, she's fine. She's fine. But actually, if people realize you suffer, you go through it, but you get up and do it anyway, that will motivate them. Yeah, that's true. So, well, I started this by asking how your 2020 had been. <laughs> you got a great answer. What's, how are you deciding what you're going to do next? Or is it literally just challenges come your way and, and you say yes? Or have you got a sort of plan of what you want to achieve? Obviously the world records, but what else do you want to, what do you want to live in your legacy? Do you know what? I think it's just encouraging people to have the courage to live life on their own terms and go for it. And li- literally, you know, no goal is too big if you work backwards and build up towards doing those things. And also, I think for me, like I'm a firm believer of, you know, you set these big goals, that's great, but you also need the support network and the circle around you to support what you want to do. Because if your, if your circle doesn't support you or they don't think you can do it, then, you know, you're more likely to take that, that viewpoint. Whereas if you've got a circle that will support you or do some training with you or, you know, be there at the finish line, you know, that's, very, that's as powerful as setting the races and the goals itself. Mm. True. What's on your bucket list, though? Tell us. Go on. Well, obviously, it's hard, though, isn't it? Because obviously, we don't know when we can all kind of do stuff. But I actually would like to do my Ironman this year, if I can, rather than at my house. I'd like to run down that red carpet. Yeah. Which would be nice. Um, I also would, I'm still, I haven't really found one yet. So if you've got any suggestions, let me know. I'd like to race a mountain, which would be horrendous. But equally, I do love the mountains. Though. I've been to like, up quite a few mountains, so I kind of miss. We yeah. can definitely suggest one. You just need to pick the distance. Yeah, <laughs> Rob will have a lot of suggestions for you. <laughs> That's kind of scary, but I quite like it. Um, yeah, so obviously that, but I actually would love to do, I don't even know if this is possible, so I might have to make it up myself, a race that basically involves land and sea, but in terms of not Ironman, because obviously I know that involves land and sea, but like, yeah. like a race that's maybe like, um, 
you maybe like run up a mountain, down the other side, jump in a lake or whatever, paddleboard or you know, swim or something. I know exactly the race. Oh, same. Genius. The, the peaks one where you sail to each bit, and then you have to run inland, run up the mountain, back down, jump back on the boat, sail to the next one. Well, I, I was thinking the uh, Attilo swim run series. Ah, uh, yeah, that as well. Oh, see, I'm so naive, but I'm such a newbie. Still. Yeah, there's a lot of those sort of things out there. The adventure racing scene that's that's coming yeah. in 2021. Well, we can only well, it depends as well. Like, because at the moment, it was like, oh, when are we able to go? Because I think actually in Dubai, your half Ironman's going ahead. I think, but um, rumors. <laughs> oh, is it rumors still? Rumors. <laughs> don't say that on the podcast because we'll get influx of yeah. emails from clients. Guys, I don't know. <laughs> I, to be fair, it was because my coach brought our post about it the other day, being like, "Who's in?" I yeah. They keep putting it on their social, but they're not giving a date or anything like that. So I think they're trying to wait for everything to be confirmed. But potentially it could it could happen. I mean, everything else yeah. here is going on as, as normal, to be honest. Yeah. Be you were meant to do Ultra X. We had Jamie on the show last week. Ah. And yeah. uh, he was talking about the, the amazing looking Scotland race that's coming up, which mm. is, was it May? Or just yes, before? Yeah, yeah, no, it is May. May. Is that the 125? Mm. Yeah. Is that on the list for you? Because you're doing another one of those, their races, aren't you? Yeah, so I've got that 50 in like, oh my God, two and a half weeks. But um, do you know what? I probably would. The thing is with me, if you were to come to me and be like, what about this? I'd just say yes. So I'm very much like, oh, that sounds fun. Cool, I'll see you there. I'm that person. So like as much as I like to kind of like plan and do stuff, and then probably the most training I've ever done for anything is for this Ironman because it should have happened last July and I'm still training for it. Um. But I'm very much like, do you know what? Sometimes the best opportunities come up when you least expect it. And I quite like jumping on things like that. Like, obviously, I did the paddle race with, like, like a month to go. I jumped on a climb up Mont Blanc two weeks before they were going. Um, so I quite like having the spontaneity as well. Because if you keep yourself fit enough for endurance, obviously, you may not get your best time. But you're near enough if you've got the right mindset can do stuff, as I've discovered. Perfect. So I'll message Jamie now. He can ask you to do the Scotland 125. And, <laughs> Great, can't and wait. you're in and then meet Rob in Slovenia for some mountain running. Uh, I'm in. Just take, honestly, like, that would be like the dream. I'm Let me travel winning. around the world doing these mental things, get a I'm few medals. Hit, hit a swim run on the way home. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, maybe I'll run home. If way. you do come to Dubai, don't come to the days when we're all in the gym together because you'll end up doing everything. <laughs> Like, so why are you so tired? Well, I just said yes to everybody. Yeah, literally our meetings are just uh, calling each other out on who's doing what and who's not doing what. Oh, that sounds so much fun though. I do miss coming over to Dubai. Good, I, so go on Rob. I was going to say, it seems that every challenge that you sign up to and accept that you can complete, I was going to say, is there any challenges that you've done that you've not been able to complete yet? Not yet. I mean, if you want to give me uh, a goal to not complete, then I'll show you if I can or can't. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, obviously, with races and stuff, having time limits, there's always going to be a chance if you've not trained for it, et cetera. Um, but I've just been fortunate enough that I've been fit enough to rock up. But there will probably become a time where I won't, well, there, this will happen and it will be a massive learning curve. But it will probably be also quite good for me. Mm. Yeah, I think it would be like, probably if you went more down the ultra scene or yeah. found that mountain, 
big yeah. enough to run up. But I think you would take it in your stride by the sounds of it and uh, how you deal with things coming yeah, away. Because yeah. that's normally where a failure comes, isn't it? When someone it's unexpected to someone and they're not sure how to deal with it at that time. Yeah, I think for me, so long as I gave it everything and I knew in my heart that I'd given everything and I hadn't just given up because I was a bit tired, mm-hmm. I would still be gutted, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't hang with me in the same way as if I was like, Do you know what, I just can't be bothered or I'm tired or I don't want to push my mindset through it. I think the difference is if I was just to give up versus I didn't finish it because even though I'd done everything <laughs> um, that I just didn't get there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a very different outcome. Like, I think actually I, miss, I listened to something of Tom's like ages ago when he first did his first ultra or something and how he wasn't happy with his performance. And yeah. obviously he then carried that into his next race. Um, I think for me, if I was just to give up, I w- it would hang with me and I would probably never forget yeah which is the lesson that's that's why it's good yeah. to have awesome Sophie I think we've taken up enough of your time Rob Jones got fire alarms going off in the background <laughs> only you I you honestly could not make this up I have to I, evacuate sorry I enjoy I enjoy the challenge Brilliant. though yeah <laughs> nothing like a good podcast with about a million interruptions Sophie how can people find you you've got a great Instagram uh, definitely inspiring people day in day out how can they find you what's your website give yourself full full plugging rights go for it uh, it's literally everything is my name so sophie grace holmes instagram youtube website everything and if you want to challenge sophie with anything then just make sure you direct message or even better put it on one of her posts so everyone else can see it <laughs> and let's have 2021 the year of finding out what sophie can't do oh could you imagine that? i'd be quite a good little slogan though so thanks yeah what can't sophie do Bring it on. Honestly, once we can go around the world, that is it. I'm I'm unleashed. (laughs) Awesome. Sophie, thank you so much. Rob Jones, go put the fire out. (laughs) I don't know what... Mate, did you put the fire out or...? I I can't... You couldn't make this up. Internet crashed twice and then the fire alarm goes off. Um, But thanks for hosting that for me, Tom. (laughs) No worries. I was just chatting away. Actually, I... I'll admit I didn't do much homework on this podcast. Um, so it's quite good for me to just ask her questions because I didn't know much about her, but what a story. Here we go. we we'll go again. What a brilliant story and a, a very motivating. And I think the real passion for exercise comes across from, from Sophie as well and the challenges that she's taken on her attitude towards them. I mean, yeah, it's really quite unique to meet, to meet someone with that mindset of literally just doesn't think too much and just goes mm-hmm. into each challenge and then add in having cystic fibrosis as well, which doesn't seem to have impacted her at all. Um, if yeah, anything, it's just amazing. If anything, I would say that fuels her more just mm. to take on whatever she can find and just go all in. Yeah. It seems that way. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, she did mention, so her, her name is Sophie Grace Holmes. We'll put the link in the show notes, head over, jump over to her Instagram, her, her website um, she has a fitness app she has a lot going on and uh, hopefully she'll be out in Dubai soon and we can maybe get her to the gym and let people come meet her in person yeah definitely hey, what have you got coming up we've got a big weekend on the way two big weekends on the way we have the inaugural Project DXB Interfight Endurance Marathon wow 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 details not to be shared no, it is exclusive. I have done the, I've done the course twice now, just yes. to check. <laughs> yes. 
So that's coming up on the 22nd. 22nd, yep. Yeah, and then this weekend coming, we have Rack Triathlon, uh, which I'll be there supporting our guys at. And then you have trail training. Exactly, yeah. We're heading to the mountains to get some fast, technical trail terrain training. Oh, say that again, fast? (laughs) Fast, technical terrain, trail training. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not bad, not bad. No, this is actually, it was requested by some of our guys. They said, look, we can we please go out into the mountains and can we do some hard technical terrain and can we run it super fast? So we said, yes. No problem. Yeah. Book your, book your ACL surgery in for the Monday or Sunday. And uh, we'll see you there. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. It'll be really good actually. And, and we probably have one of the most technical fast terrain training places uh, yeah. around actually like those, you know, the hills and things out at Shoko or, um, Hatta, it's rocky, it can be slippy, it's definitely steep. Mm-hmm. Such a great place to learn. But yeah, very sharp technical terrain, so it's, it's a great place. And I say that, it's also, it's surprisingly safe. So you can get lots of technical terrain in a safe environment. Mm. And you don't have to go too far to find it either, do you? Just yeah. uh, park up and, and hop out on the trails. Exactly, yeah, should be good. Happy days. There we go. Uh, mate. Let's plug ourselves and then get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Start to run, email rjinafight.com. Ladies run club, email shinafight.com. Anything OCR is gc at inafight.com. If you want to come along to sea swims or ask about triathlon training, you can email jt at inafight.com. If you like to cycle and you're a beginner and you want to start to cycle, Rob Foster is your man, rf at inafight.com. If you have any questions for me, TWInnerfight.com. If you've forgotten all those emails, just remember enduranceinnerfight.com and I can get back to you on there and direct you into the right place. Rob Jones Endurance on Instagram, Tom Walker Fitness on Instagram. See you where, mate? We see you at Track Tuesday. We see you sometimes at Walker Wednesday. We see you at the Coffee Run on Thursdays. Yes. You'll be trails on Fridays. I will. You'll be windsurfing Saturday. We windsurfing Saturday. Oh, yes. That's what's new. I forgot to say that at the beginning. <laughs> You're now, now a windsurfer. I'm going back to my, my teenage years and I'm windsurfing again. That's so cool, mate. I want to hear about that next week. Good. We have another guest next week pending, I believe. Pending. <laughs> we've yeah. seen a, a post of her going off hiking in Tasmania, is it? Or something? <laughs> yeah. Our guest had confirmed that I checked <laughs> Instagram and uh, they've just put up that they're going away for two weeks without any signal, without any reception in the mountains in Tasmania. So maybe, maybe not. If not, we'll do something else. <laughs> Might just be us next week then, rambling about how Rob Jones has broken his windsurfer already. <laughs> Good. Thank you for listening, guys. If you do want to write into the show, just remember endurance at innerfight.com and we can get back to you on there with anything. If you would like to be a guest, please email on the same email address or if you have a suggested guest, you can also do that. Also, please rate and review on any of the platforms that you are listening on. That helps us a lot. Make sure you're nice and honest. And any other feedback, please email through to us. We'll be back next week, maybe with a guest. Maybe. Hopefully. See you then. Have a good day.